Hello and welcome to the Cop Table podcast, doing a special preview podcast of the World Cup out in Russia. On tonight's show, we have Jay Riley with us, who's a regular table with us. He's going to be covering the uh, the European stuff, England and other things like that. We also have Dave Kerrin with us. Dave is down in Brazil, being on the Cop Table as well. He used to do a, a little bit of editing for us back in the day and He's going to cover all things South America, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, Peru, teams like that. We also have, making his debut with us, Ian Gow. Ian is a well-travelled guy from Northern Ireland, been out watching lots of games in Germany, Spain, over in England as well. So, welcome to the show, guys, and welcome to the first time for you, Ian. Thanks very much. Very welcome. So, what we're going to do, we're going to start off today, we'll go through each group. We'll see who you lads think is going to progress from each group. We'll start off with, obviously, Group A. We've got Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt and Uruguay. Jay, who's your, your top two in this group, please? It's it's one of them type of groups, isn't it, really, where it's the three, It's out of three teams, I would say. Um, you know, Russia being the host, they're a, they're a poor, poor side, really, I think, but because the hosts... I've still got a sneaky feeling that they might just get through the group, really, to be honest with you. Um, and sadly, I know, you know, most fellas are fantastic footballer, isn't he? But I just wonder how mm. fit he's gonna be. And I think Egypt a lot of a lot of their qualification hopes are gonna sort of like rest on Mo Salah's fitness levels, aren't they? And I just can't see him being hundred percent fit for the first game. Whether or not, you know, I believe he did start training today with the group. He was training on his own yesterday. He started training with the group today. Um, whether or not that's enough for him to start the game against Uruguay on Friday, I'm not so sure. If he does, it's obviously going to be a because he's going to be 100 percent fit. And you know, you've got to look at it and think. Well, Uruguay are probably the best equipped, aren't they, to win that group? We're having the likes of Suarez and Cavani to score the goals for them, and obviously they're a, they're a good side. Really, they're quite well equipped all around the park. So. Got a very good defender, haven't he? And Diego Golden at the back as well. I think he's the captain, isn't he? So I would say Uruguay will win the group. And then, you know, it's probably a toss up between Russia, Egypt, and, and I just fear that, you know, Salah might not be fit enough for the tournament. And on that basis, Russia being the host nation, I'd probably have to say Russia would get through seconds as well. Yeah, there was that little of uh, Salah getting off the bus, wasn't there? And uh, there was a fan trying to take a, a selfie with him and he's put his arm on his shoulder and he sort of moved his, his shoulder to one side and said, look, don't don't touch that area type of thing. So for me, that says he, he's still not fully recovered and it would be highly unlikely that he started that first game. I don't know when the first game is, but I don't think he would start that first that first game. Ian, what's your thoughts on the, on the group A, please? Um, who's your top two? Yeah, well, I think it's hard to see past Uruguay um, for top spot. Obviously, mm. got experience in the big tournaments, and then Cavani and Suarez, you know, they've got the goals. It's hard between Egypt and and Russia. Russia's a, a poor team, but then it's maybe only poor because a lot of the players play in the domestic league, so we don't really know much about them. It's kind of hard yeah, I that way. In a little article in the paper today about. He's got like 114 million people or something in the country and most of them are, are avid football followers, football fans. So you think that the, to get 11 players from, from 114 million, if you like, um, wouldn't be that difficult. But like you say, because a lot of them are just staying in the leagues, they're not, they're not going abroad, getting any sort of experience. Do you think, like you said, do you think that hinders them as a as an international team it could work um, against Russia but it could also work their advantage because teams might underestimate them then because they're not scouted the same way as they would be if they were playing in the top European league so you know they're a massive country and they're still a decent you know there's a Alexander Golovkin Golovkin he's a very good player and then only Quincy Proms beat their uh, their centre forward to the top goal scorer in the Russian league this year so I wouldn't underestimate them but I'd be very surprised if, if Uruguay and Egypt didn't come out of that group as first and second place teams. Yeah, the the, the main Russian player for me, I don't know if he's still actually in the team now, it was Alan Zagayov. I think, I think he, he was one of the main the main figures the last time there was there was a World Cup. Um, he was involved and he, he seemed to stand out for them. I think he got a few goals as well early on, didn't he? He thought, sort of looked like he could finish in the, in the top goal scorers. Dave, what's your thoughts on that group, please? Well, I would I'd very much go along the same lines as, as what Jay is saying, although I think Russia sh- probably will get through. Uruguay, for me, are, are, are group winners. 
Um, up until Cheech took over Brazil, they were they were winning the South American group by by a stretch. Um, they've sort of faltered a little bit at the end, but they've just got experience. Tabaras is his, their manager. This is his fourth World Cup. They've got too much experience not to come out on top, in my opinion. But I think there's been problems um, with with Russia and the team, and there's been infighting and so on. And we also have the the, the threat of this, uh, the violence that could could happen. And it could happen that, that Russians fall out of love with the World Cup before it even really gets going for them. And, you, you know, they don't have a great pedigree. They are the hosts. It, it adds an extra 20% on, on top for sure. But I, I've got a sneaking suspicion. You know, what you say about Salah there is correct. There seems still to be a problem. But if they can get him far, and even for the second game, a, a point would be a very, very good result, I think, in the first game for Egypt against Uruguay. If they get a point out of that, I think that, I think they're well set. That's the key to it. But it'll be an interesting group one way or the other, but I can't see anything other than, than the South Americans coming out on top, Pete. Yeah, OK, we'll move on to Group which has got the, the Spain team in, who, who's just got short of the manager on the eve of the World Cup. He's moved to Real Madrid, hasn't he? And it looks like the Spanish FA haven't took too kindly to him doing a deal behind their their back, if you like. So he he's moved on. Also got Portugal in this group, Morocco and Iran. Jay, do you want to give us your thoughts on uh, Group B, please? Well, yeah, I think um, it, it was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? What's gone on with the the Spanish manager getting the sack on the eve of the competition, which is not ideal preparation, but. You know, I'm led to believe there's infighting apparently in the dressing room there. So, you know, maybe it'll work in their favour. And sometimes there's a story, isn't he, behind the winners of, of the World Cup. And maybe this is it, you know, to bring Fernando Hierro to become the manager, you know, like right at the start of the competition. He's, he's quite a young, he'll be a young manager, won't he? So he'll, he'll probably know a lot of the players, maybe play a few of them as well. A few old times, maybe Ramos, I'm not too sure. But, you know, like I say, I think it's, they they've got the quality there. They've got a great blend of you know the mix of experience as well as a couple of young players as well. So you know for me they're the team that I I would tip to win it. But like I say, they should come through the group okay. In Portugal are obviously a good side. They won the Euros, didn't they? Uh, maybe a little bit fortuitous, but they still won it. And they've got Cristiano Ronaldo as well, of course. But I just don't really think Ronaldo's the player once was. I mean. You know, who are we to say that though? Because he's just won the European Cup at Real Madrid, and you know he's the highest scorer in the Champions League. But I definitely think there were signs last season that it's not the player he once was. He's 33 now, isn't he? So you know he's he's not getting any younger. And you know I didn't think he'd done much in the Champions League final. I don't think he'd done much in both Champions League semi-finals. He didn't even do much in the quarter final apart from one over unbelievable strike and overhead kick against Juventus. So you know I don't think he's the player he once was. And you know, like I said, I think Spain will have a little bit too much. They should win the group. As regards, you'll come second. I mean, you would imagine it'll be Portugal, but I don't think Morocco are anyone's mugs. Like, there will be no pushover. I mean, I think I'm right in saying that they're on an um, unbeaten run themselves of about 12, 12 or 15 matches. So, you know, they must have something about them on an unbeaten run like that. I mean, I'm not too sure about the calibre of opposition that they faced in that time span. But, you know, like I say, to go unbeaten and that length of time, looks like so I think they could push Portugal but you probably are going to have to say Spain will win the group and Portugal will come second Excellent Cheers Jay OK Ian what's your your thoughts on Group B please what's your top two Yeah there's nothing like sacking your manager just, just before a big tournament is there um, I think that no. could actually work to Spain's advantage Galvanism you always hear winners and you hear stories or adversary, adversary sorry that happens just before that sort of brings them together Spain haven't really been talked about much from anyone I've spoken to. It's a bit strange. They've kind of gone in the background a bit. I think it's because they did so badly in, in the last World Cup after winning it, the one before. You know, you still think of the players like Costa and De Gea, Esco. You know, they have a very good back four there as well. So I'd say they'll get through that group. No bother at all. But if I had a cheeky tenor, I'd definitely be going. I'd be thinking about Spain. Portugal, yeah, they're definitely, I'd say, going to come out of the group with Spain. Morocco looked decent. They did put Ivory Coast out to qualify, but still from 1 to 23, Portugal seems to have a better squad. And then Ronaldo, like, I'm right, doesn't he? I don't think they should have won the Euros. Um, I think France should have won that, but I do think Spain, Portugal is the one two in that group again. It's it's one of the less interesting ones, I think. If them two teams play to the best they should do, then I'd say you have a nine, six pointer there going through one and two. 
it runs the other team. I think they're pretty much really the whipping boys in, in that group, aren't they? They're, they're very strongest side are they in international football and certainly going to be up against it. Dave, what's your thoughts on the uh, the situation with Spain first losing their their manager and Hierro taking over right on the eve of the tournament and then your top two, please, Dave. Mm, well, the top, I'll start with the top two. It's got to be um, Portugal and Spain, and it depends how the it really does depend how the Spanish react. You know, like in the last ten years, we're used to seeing them lifting World Cups, lifting European Championships, being the best international side. But I'm being being a bit older. I remember that they were always they always went into World Cups as heavily fancied. You know, they were the dark horses, and they always fell in their arse. And I've got a feeling that this kind of disarray and the egos in that dressing room, because, you know, Spain still have pretty big players. And, you know, there was discontent with the previous manager. Whether that, whether the new appointment quells that so close, like, you know, you've got no time. You're not leaving yourself any time, 48 hours before a tournament. You don't know how it's going to pan out for them. You know, like, as both the lads have said there, you know, cheeky tenor, maybe, yeah. Um, they have the capability that they have the players to go far in this tournament, but it's just where their heads are at. And you know, Spain were always this this great great country that came to World Cups with expectations and, and always fell flat. You know, their own '82 World Cup did the same in '86, same in '78. They were always fancied and always fell away. And I just wonder. You know, given the, the the furore that's gone on there, and that can't be that. You know, you think about any team, even at amateur level, going in, you have that kind of upset. It's it's going to have an impact. Uh, so it'll be fascinating. But I, I still think the top. You know, it'll come down to to who wins, and there'll probably be a goal difference between Portugal and Spain uh, as to as to who tops the group. But I, I can't see anything other. Um, I think Iran have uh, Sadar Azmoun, who was we looked at at Liverpool, I think, last year. And bar that, they don't have anyone. Morocco, as pointed out, uh, put out Ivory Coast, but again, up against Spain and Portugal. Just can't can't see it. Can't see it, Pete. Portugal and, and Spain for you as well, Dave, in Group B. Right, OK, we'll move on to Group C then. France, Australia, Peru and Denmark seems a, a little bit more more of a, a group that's, that's level, if like apart from France, who, who were on who were on another level to them with the three, but um, could be an interesting group. This Ian, how do you see this one panning out? Group C, please. Yeah, Group C is one of them groups where you expect France to sort of romp away with nine points. Um, I like the look of France in general. Mm. With a, a good young team there. It's one of them ones that it's all about whether they jail or not, isn't it? It's the best they have up front, frightening um, with Dembele and Mbappe, and then Griezmann through the middle if. If they can get round Carrie and Pogba for a for a full tournament, I think they'll be in with a shout. The other three, I'm not going to lie, I know very little about Peru. Something to do with their captain striker is that Paulo Guerrero was banned for substance abuse and now he's been cleared. That's the that's the same boy, isn't it? He's so very fond of cocaine thing. as old Paulo. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I like Denmark. Um, they look decent when they they beat Pogba to qualify. Um, they played well over them two legs. I'd say. Australia, yeah, they've really flattered in previous tournaments. I'd say Peru could be a dark horse. Be Peru and Denmark, again, I don't know much about them, but I think it's going to be an interesting group because any three of them teams, any one of them three could go through behind France. I think when you have a team that romps a group, like France probably will, it leaves a wee bit more open than one of the other teams really just need to get a win and a draw and, and they'll follow them through. So I think that group will be actually be good to watch some of them games. Because them teams know if they win a game, then potentially they could follow France too. So I think that'll be a good group to watch, actually. Yeah, Australia, they've been a sort of an international team that's that's been on the up, if you like, down the area, if you like. Um, Dave, do you want to give us a little bit of information on this group? Because obviously Peru from the South American area as well. Um, how do you see this, this group going? Well, the, the, Peru got there by way of uh, a playoff. It ended up, the, the South American qualifying group ended up uh, like the group of death, as it always is. It's probably the most highly competitive of all the, the, the World Cup qualifiers. And also, you know, like, you know, yourselves there, you know, you guys are from Liverpool, you're supporting England, but it's not whole, it's not the same way as people support South American countries. You know, like, their, their lives depend on it. This is, this is they lose their minds, basically, uh, over this tournament. And it's been that way in Brazil for this last month. It's a joy to be in, but Peru's no different. And, you know, as, as was mentioned, they got Guerrero back uh, from his substance ban, which will be a massive, massive help to them. 
And they're going into this, nobody really expects them to do too much, but there's national pride in there. And, and it's something that I feel at times is lacking in, in the European football scene, um, that national pride. That it's different in South America, and for that they will fight tooth and nail, and they have a chance. Um, you know, w- without a doubt, they have a chance in this group. France, by far and away, look on paper, you know, your group winners. But again, they're another one who can fight and argue and tensions and camps and so on. Uh, egos not not coupling well and so on. So it just depends how they settle into it. But Peru, for me, they're they're my dark horse um, for maybe even a quarter final because they can play football. Uh, they have a lot of players there in, who play their trade in, in Mexico. They're street smart players. They, they've got the abilities, um, th- th- you know, maybe towards the tail end of their careers and so on, that they're finishing their time in Mexico and so on. But these guys can, can cause you an upset. Um, and, and, you know, Denmark, then you've got players like Christian Eriksen, who I love watching. I just love that player. Um, you know, I, I, for me, it's either Peru or Denmark. And, and again, that will be the, the, the key game of, of that group is, is, for me is, is Peru-Denmark. Uh, but honestly, while Denmark have improved massively in the last five years, I, I still think that Peru have, could have the beating of them, Pete, and, and, and could slip through. So my two would be uh, France and Peru. France and Peru. Cheers, Dave. Jay, yeah, what's your thoughts? Who have you gone for in this uh, as your top two? Well, I mean, obviously, France are one of the favourites to win the tournament, aren't they? And I don't think they'll have any yeah. problems getting through this group. I think they'll probably win every game, to be honest, and get maximum points. You would imagine France will top the group. Um, other than that, I mean, I think Australia, poor sides, really. I think they'll definitely come bottom. And I agree with what the lads are saying. It's going to be out of Denmark and Peru, who, who qualifies in second place. And, you know, it's going to be an absolutely crucial game when they play each other on Saturday. I think it's four o'clock kickoff, and you know whoever wins that game, you'd say will probably become come second in the group, even though it's only the first match. But you know, like I say, it could be a draw though. I mean, on the predicted thing I've done in work, I've actually put that down for a, for a draw. So it's going to be very tough, really, to see you who does come through out of the two of them, really, because if they do draw that game, it's just depends on how they do. You'd imagine they both lose to to France, so. You know, you're looking at what would it come down to then? Goal difference on who beats Australia by the most goals or something. I'm not too sure how it all works out. So I don't know. I mean, I do think Peru might just have the edge. I tend to agree with what Dave's saying. I mean, be dark horses in this tournament, not to win it, but you know, to go quite far in a competition. And you know, they do play good football. And you know, when you look at Denmark, yeah, they've got Christian Eriksen, but. When you look at the rest of the team, it's not the best, is it really? So I'd probably just edge towards Peru, but you know it's going to be a tough call between them and Denmark, who comes second in the group. Barton, cheers, Jay. Right, we'll move on to Group D. Start off with you, Dave. We've got the we've got the Argentina side, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. This Argentina side to me looks looks very strong, and for me, they're they're one of my favourites for the tournaments. Obviously, with, with with Messi, Aguero, players like that, it, it was some of the best players in world football. Right throughout that squad, as well, class players. Give us your thoughts on Group D, please, Dave. Okay, you left one one name out of that, Pete, and probably the most important and, and the most significant in this conversation, and that's Jorge Sampaoli, the Argentina manager. As I say, with Sampaoli, you never know what you're going to get. You know, student of Bielsa, he's a madman, and. Basically, Argentina. No, seriously, they 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 struggled their way to qualification, and on match the final match day down here, they weren't guaranteed qualification. It was the unthinkable was going to happen in a World Cup without Argentina. Uh, never mind, we're missing Italy, but Argentina would have been a hell of a miss as well. Um, you you know, Messi is not Messi for Argentina. It's not the Messi you get from from, from Barcelona, and they have this abundance of and talent, rich talent, riches talent, and going forward, and they can't seem to make. The pieces fit uh, into into a system that works for them. Messi just doesn't look like Messi, but Sampali is like it's all out attacking football, edgier seat stuff. You can guarantee there'll be chaos. I, it's one of those ones. I, I see them like I think they're fourth favourites for the tournament with some bookies, and really I think that's really generous. Given uh, and, I th- and I think it really comes down to just the Messi effect, if you know what I mean. You know, well Messi's in the team. They've got to be one of the favourites, but. As much as as much as I think this could end up in complete catastrophe for Argentina, 
Um, the, the other side of me said, if, if Sampoli gets these guys going, well, then they could be unstoppable. It's a really, it's, it's a really, really difficult Argentina this time round to, to, to pin. And, you know, you, you're looking at, at Iceland there who, who thrilled us in the Euros, um, who don't have, care much for reputations. And, you know, Croatia, well-organized side. Nigeria, one of the strongest out of Africa. Argentina should, by all stretches of the imagination, win this group at a canter. But I just don't think it's as simple as that. Honestly, if I have to pick my two, I, I really want to see Iceland go through. Argentina should go through. Like, really, with, with the players that they have, you know, the Dybalas, you know, uh, Agueros. You know, this abundance of talent that they have and, and experienced players, they should go through. But as I say, just the chaos of the qualification and just how poor they were in, in those games, even with Messi, just it, it just begs a question. But I'll go with Iceland. Excellent. Thanks, Dave. Uh, nice insight into the uh, Argentina side there. Jay, what's your thoughts on uh, Group D, please? Well, it's interesting what you at the start where you thought Argentina, very strong side and Dave sort of like went on to say that they've been very disappointing in qualification. And to be honest with you, yeah, I, I look at the I used to always back Argentina to win the World Cup. Probably like two or three years on the spin. And and I've I've sort of like it's because like obviously I, I love Lionel Messi, fantastic, my favourite player, greatest player, you know, world football bar none. But he's never really quite done it for Argentina. And he's obviously getting a bit older now. I think he's 31 now. And, you know, maybe the ship sailed really in that sense for, for him to be a World Cup winner. And they've had a few injuries as well. I mean, the goalkeeper Romero got injured, didn't he? So they've got Caballero in goal now. And I don't think he's a bad goalie, but I don't think he's great. And then they also got an injury to Lanzini, who, you know, he, he's a decent player for West Ham. He's nothing special, but he would have added to the squad. And, them being out injured as well. It just sort of like weakens their squad, really. And you look at the defence, the centre-half pairing of... I don't know whether they both start, but, you know, they're in the squad anyway. Otamendi and uh, Rocco. Now, they're both liabilities. They're both accidents waiting to happen. So, Mascherano's solid, but he's 35 or something now. So, he's a little bit over the hill. Going forward, fantastic. You know, Messi, Aguero, Zaybala. Yeah, there's goals galore there. Di Maria as well. But I just think they're a little bit suspect at the back. And on that basis, I couldn't have... I mean, I think they'll get through the group. I think they probably will top the group. But I can't see them going past the quarter-final stage, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, all things considered, when you look at the group, it's it's a tough one, really. Because, you know, we've seen how good Iceland can be when they beat England. But, you know, how good are England, really? How good were they two years ago? Nothing special. Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson's had a poor season at Everton but he does tend to do well for Iceland for his, his national team you know other than that I think Nigeria I thought they were quite poor against England at Wembley in the friendly in the first half however in the second half they stepped it up a little bit and they improved but they're a difficult, difficult one to, to judge really um, I do think Croatia will come through the group I think when you've got players like Modric and Rakitic and Kovacic in the middle of the park you know that's pretty solid for me. They'll they'll control a lot of a lot of games for me in the middle of the park. And you know defensively, yeah, they've got Lovren, who we all know he can be good for three games, and he can have an absolute shocker. Um, the only thing with Croatia is scoring goals, really, isn't it? I mean, Mandzukic should be the number one up front, the number nine, the, the main man up front. But Perisic as well, haven't he? But I think they could struggle to score goals, but. That said, I do think they've got quality there and I can see them coming through the group. So I'll probably go with Argentina and Croatia to come through this group. Yeah, and just one other player that was um, that we haven't mentioned who was actually left out of the squad was uh, Icardi from Inter Milan, which shows you how how strong that forward line is. They've got Higuain, Dybala, Aguero and Messi. And them four is enough to frighten the team for me. Ian, what's your, your thoughts on the uh, on this group, please? Yeah, I'm just thinking how much any of them other three teams would love to have a leading the line for them. He's, it's mad exactly. that he can't even make the squad. It's one of them groups where if it went by kits, Croatia and Nigeria would be going through one and two, wouldn't it? They're, they're quite fast. Um, again, Argentina, if you got them in a in a sweepstake, you'd probably be happy enough. But if they were in Group C, you'd see them strolling it or you know with the, with the other teams that's surrounded them. But Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria, they're 
they're tough opponents. They have to face off three in them at this stage. It's I wouldn't like that group anyway as a manager. Croatia, as the boys have said already, have an abundance of talent, especially in midfield. Uh, and pretty solid at the back. And in these sort of tournaments, it only takes that one goal from a set piece, you know, and and, and you and you get your way through through one of these groups. Now, they're great to watch, fast flow and exciting, but I watched that game against England um, a couple of days ago or a week ago or whatever it was, and they didn't look that great, to be honest. And That's against not a great England team there, so... I'd love to see Iceland go through. Um, as Dave said, I think it would be good for the tournament. I was at the Euros there when when Iceland were were sort of the talk of the tournament, and and their fans were brilliant, and you know the team all played together, and it's something you don't see with the likes of Argentina, even England and and France. You don't really see them playing together as a country. It's they're quite South American in that sort of sense where they all play for each other. But don't get me wrong, I'd be surprised if Argentina didn't go through the group, but. I'd like them not to. It's a funny thing to say. I'd like Iceland and Croatia to go through that group, but probably Argentina and Croatia, I'd say, is the two teams that's going to go through there. Yeah, I'd tend to to agree with that. Um, obviously, yeah, the the football, um, the romance likers would would like to see Iceland go through once again, wouldn't they? And see them them fans with the uh, with that clap that they do at the end of each game. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's Argentina and Croatia who are the two. Two stand out teams in that group, and most likely to um, to progress it, in my opinion. So Group E, starting off with um, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Uh, I was unfortunate enough to re- receive uh, Switzerland in the in the the sweep that we do for the podcast team. Um, all of the lads in the background, they they chose uh, Switzerland for myself, but. Dave, we're going to start off. We've got the factor here as well. Um, give us your, your thoughts on this group, please. Group E. Well, if Brazil don't win it by a canter, I, I might have to move house. And that, and that's, <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> um, uh, as I say, there's there's in this country at the moment, there is not even a, 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 a slight worry about this group. You know, it is it's done and dusted, and Brazil are topping it. And there's 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 just no everything else is a doomsday scenario, and and that's based along the lines of Germany are you know if if Brazil were to come second, Germany win, or Germany comes second, Brazil win. The possibility is is to meet Germany in the, in the last sixteen, um, which is the only it's the only concern around Brazil. I think they prefer to take Germany later. Um, personally, I would prefer them earlier before they get into their stride, but that's that's their way of going. Um, you know, Brazil at the minute are in a really great shape. They really, really, really are. Um, they are my favourites. I number one, I'm selfish. I want to experience them winning down here. That's that, that's the first. But I really do think, unlike 2014, going into this one, I really do have confidence about it. Um, you know, the Germans are very good, but the Brazilians. You know, we, we talk about that, you know, they are playing against that 7-1. They are playing to erase that 7-1, which is a, a still to yeah. this day, four years later on, a source of national embarrassment here that needs to be put right. Um, they have their talisman, Neymar, who looks like he's coming back. He's done pretty well in the friendlies. But again, he's gone down, stayed down a couple of those friendlies and... Once once the games get going, he's a, he's a targeted man, and we'll just see how, how fit and how good his foot is. Um, I'm going to make a dark horse prediction that he falls down before the end of the tournament. Um, but I still think there's plenty there. They've moved Phil Coutinho, like we did, uh, from an attacking position into the central midfield role, which has made a huge difference. They've allowed William to come back in again, who's one of my favourite players. Gutted we missed him all those years ago. Um, and as I say, Gabby Jesus is keeping Firmino out, which sort of says everything. Although, thankfully, the, the conversation is actually starting to take place here in Brazil. Um, prior to the Champions League final, nobody knew who Bobby Firmino was. Um, never mind that he should be starting for Brazil. But the conversation is taking place. So you might see Firmino used an awful lot more than maybe I would have thought a month ago in this squad. As for the rest of the group, Switzerland, I hope Brazil paced them 10-0 after what they did to Northern Ireland. Um, in, in the qualifying, they just about slipped past there. So at least 10 against them, and, and I hope they don't qualify. I hope they're put out, but sadly, I think that they are. Uh, as Ian said, I watched the Costa Rica against Eng- England game. wasn't what you'd call the top England team out there, and Costa Rica didn't really pull up many trees. Uh, Serbia, I don't know an awful lot about. Could be a bit of a dark horse. 
Um, I think they've a new manager um, coming into the tournament as well. So it'll be interesting again. You know, there's there's not a great deal of history there with them. So unfortunately, if I pick my two, of course Brazil top the group. I can't see anything other with a superior goal difference like never seen before after the whip Switzerland, and that's <laughs> but Switzerland still go through. Spot on, cheers, Dave. Okay, yeah, Jay, what's your thoughts on this group, please? I think it's very obvious, isn't it, that Brazil will win the group out of cancer, really? And you know, I don't know whether they'll they'll get such a massive goal difference but you wouldn't put it past them would you when you know, you've got the likes of Neymar in the team and I know there's obviously the the dis- disagreement really whether or not it's me or Zeus up front I mean I, I think for me it was fantastic you know, he, he does the, the job of two players on that pitch he's, he's amazing really but Maybe Jesus a little bit more of a goal scorer. I don't know. I mean, last season Firmino probably scored a few more, but Jesus was in and out the side, wasn't he? Because he's obviously got Aguero to compete with at Man City. So on that basis, they probably all love Jesus because they think he's a poacher. Whereas Firmino is more of a grafter, isn't he? They probably take to a goal scorer more so and a poacher. Um, other than that, you look at the rest of the team where Williams fantastic, as Dave's just said there. I mean, Coutinho, as we know. As much as I, I, I hate him, he's still a fantastic little footballer, isn't he? We know he's a little magician. Um, you know, you look at the defence, it's one of them, because they're such a good side, I'm not so sure when you look at the defence whether or not they, they'll get much pressure put on them because they're going to be on top so much in most games. I mean, we were saying about the Champions League final, about Marcelo could be targeted because he, he's like a, a winger, really. He's not really like a left-back, is he? And he could be targeted and it just never really materialised in the final. And maybe that'll be the case as well in this tournament where, you know, he's not going to be get, getting tested much. He, he probably will do as you get into the late, later stages of the tournament in terms of quarters and final. But you know, like I say, I just think that they, they are the favourites for a reason, aren't they? I mean, I haven't backed them, but they are the favourites. And, you know, the, it's quite rightly so. And you just got to look and wonder, though, about Neymar's injury because he, he's been out for a couple of months hasn't he and he's come back took to it like you know a duck to water he scored at Anfield in the friendly against Croatia he scored in the other recent friendly that they had when they won 3 and I can't remember who it was against um, so on that Austria. basis he seems like he's back was in Austria yes yeah, sorry yeah he's on that basis he seems like he's back firing and ready but friendly is a total different ball game to a, to a competitive you know, well cut match. So it will be interesting to see how he does. Um, but he's a fantastic talent, as we all know. Other than that, I mean, it's going to be a toss up between Switzerland and Serbia, who come second. In Costa Rica, looked very poor, didn't he, against England? And they they also followed that up with it. Was it a four-one defeat to Belgium as well in midweek? So I just think it'll be out to Switzerland and Serbia and. You know, Switzerland seem to be quite high up in the rankings and they have been for quite some time and it just baffles me because I, I, I never get, you know, much enjoyment out of watching them play. Where, where are FIFA-based, I mean, uh, Jay? Where are FIFA-based? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I really yeah. just don't yeah, understand exactly. how it Switzerland. works. It, 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 it's, that must be the only explanation for it because... Like I say, they, they, they're not great. They don't really like excite you when you watch them. I think they're quite good defensively, but you know one of the main players is Akka at Arsenal. He's absolutely horrific football. He's terrible, dreadful. Um, they've got Shakiri and Liverpool. Obviously, it's well documented that Shakiri's on Liverpool's radar. Hopefully, we'll be signing him after the World Cup. You know, we're led to believe he's already done his medical and stuff. So you know, it's just about you know we're announcing it now and striking the deal fully. Um, so he'll be interesting to watch in this group. But I think Serbia might just get past them. I really do. I've got a little sneaky feeling that you know, Serbia have got their, um, the fella from Lazio, haven't he? Milinkovic Savic. He's an yeah. absolute monster in the middle of the park and he could tear the World Cup up. He, he is a beast of a player. And you know, I do think that they could be dark horses to get out the group and go quite far as well. So on that basis, my judgment call is I'd say Brazil obviously will top the group. And then Serbia could be a dark horse to get. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that myself as well. Ian, um, just give us your thoughts on that group as well, please. Same as Jay there. Um, Brazil are obviously Brazil, and that 23 that they have is is ridiculous. The talent in it is is like one of the best World Cup 
squads have seen in a long time. They kind of have something to prove. I was reading earlier, and I can't believe it's 16 years since they won the World Cup in 2002. It's mad that it was that long ago. That Germany game is, is going to be fresh in their minds, I'd say, before, before every game they play. The biggest problem for them is sort of swaggering through the group. And then, you know, I'd say they'll probably get a decent enough draw the first knockout stage. But it's just whether or not when they come across someone like a, a France or a Germany, how they play if they haven't been tested. But they're certainly favourites for a reason and, and, and they'll swagger through that group. But hopefully Switzerland get battered. Um, I watched them over two legs against Northern Ireland. And apart from a mysterious penalty, they didn't really offer much. I don't see where their goals are going to come from. Um, I'd say Serbia is the, is the team that's going to follow Brazil through in that group. Their uh, their midfield is quite tasty, as we just already spoke about. Milakovic, Savic, and they've got Tadic as well, and Matic, and and they, they've got the crazy Mitrovic up front. So quite like the look of that Serbia team. Um, I think they're pretty decent. Don't know much about Costa Rica. Navas is a decent keeper, but I don't see the goals. I've got your fella Campbell. It used to play for Arsenal up front, but apart from that, it's going to be a fight out, I think, for that second place. But don't see goals in Switzerland or Costa Rica. So I'd say that one's going to be Serbia following Brazil through. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Costa Rica's also got the guy, Joel Campbell, who used to play for um, Arsenal. He's been on loan about three or four times from them. Um, and I think um, the guy used to play for Fulham. Brian Ruiz, I think he's in that squad as well. So they've got a few few decent players, but I'd, I'd definitely go with uh, Brazil and Serbia to, to progress from that group. Okay, Group F, we've got Germany, Mexico, Sweden and South Korea. Ian, I'll start off with you. What are your, your thoughts on this group? Germany, obviously, strong favourites. Um, strong favourites for the tournament as well. Uh, biggest thing for them is, I think it's... It's nearly been 40 years, maybe Brazil in the 60s, since any team retained the World Cup. So I think that's the biggest thing for them, is the, is the ghost for Germany to get over. But if anyone's going to do it, it would be the Germans. Their their team is, is full of quality. If you can leave Sani out of your squad, you must have talent everywhere. Muller, always big game, big tournament players. Over the years, you know, you think of Lucas Podolski, who never really led it up at club level, but then every time he went to the World Cup, like you know the best player there they've got Neuer back from injury Hummels and Boateng obviously Kimmich you know the good thing for the Germans if there's so many players playing at Bayern together week in week out that then they just bring that on to the international stage as well and they know what they're doing in big tournaments Wacky Love's been there for for nigh on years now and Timo Werner good prospect as as we all know from Red Bull is uh, their main goal scoring threat that's the only thing if Muller doesn't really step up like he usually does they don't quite have the attacking talent you know Marco Royce obviously fantastic footballer but injury prone and if, if, if Muller doesn't score the goals they may struggle but Germany what it's all about when it comes to the World Cup um, they've been there they've done it I'd say they're the most likely of any team to retain the trophy after them it looks quite tight there Mexico, Sweden and Korea Mexicans love their football as we all know haven't seen much about them uh, Sweden are a solid team they always have been Korea aren't like the Korea that we saw, you know, in two thousand and two. It was sort of as a host as a host nation. They they played beyond their means. I haven't really seen much about them or heard much of their players. But Mexico I'd say Mexico will follow Germany through in that group again. It'll be the Germans that more than likely will get nine points and then probably a shootout between Mexico and Sweden for me. Thanks Ian. Jay, give us your your thoughts on this group please. Obviously Germany should win the group, but I don't I don't think they're quite as good as maybe they have been in previous tournaments. Now, I, th- I suppose people have probably given the theory on this in the past in other tournaments, went on to win it or got to the final. I remember it, South Korea, I think it was, when they actually got to the final. And I think that was on the back of, am I right in saying England had beat them in the qualifiers 5-1 in Germany? And then they went to the tournament in South Korea and ended up getting to the final and they were beaten by Brazil. I think that's right. Um, you know there is the theory that sometimes if you do underestimate them, they're probably the worst team in football to underestimate. Ad, because you know they just they've just got this efficiency about them. Where when it comes to the big tournaments, you step it up and they're always there or thereabouts. But I think the the furthest they'll go in this tournament is the semi final. But as regards the group, they should win the group with ease because I'm not really 
fussed on any of the other teams that are in the group. I think it's obviously going to be a little bit of a a shootout probably between Mexico and Sweden in the group. Um, I'd probably just sway towards Sweden purely because I've seen a few of the games in qualifying and they looked okay. They looked decent enough to me. I, I thought they would have called Ibrahimovic up to be honest though, just purely because just because of his name, just because of who he is, just because of everything that he brings to, to the team and the squad. Not because I think he's anything special anymore. I mean he's thirty five years of age now and he's playing his, his football in, in in America and that tells its own story. But you know, I just thought they might have called him up just to be as part of the squad, but they never did do. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be tough with Mexico. Mexico are not a bad side, are they? But I just think Sweden might have that little edge on them. With it being obviously the competitions in Europe as well, I think that might play into the hands of Sweden. So I'd go with Germany and Sweden as the two to come through this group. Thanks. Okay, Dave, what's your what's your take on this group, please? Yeah, well, agree with everything they're saying about the Germans. You know, write them off at your peril. Whilst Brazil are heavily fancied here, Pete, you know, they can only manage to be joint favourites with Germany. That tells its own story, you know what I mean? Um, nobody, if, nobody is stupid enough to write the Germans off. They have an abundance of talent and they, they can send a second string and still be competitive. Uh, the manager's been there long enough to know the score. They're going to be hard to shift. The rest of the group, I, my heart tells me Mexico because um, they are some of the best football fans I've ever encountered. Uh, I was at three other games here in 2014 and... and they're, they they'll just go. They'll be there in numbers. They'll be crazy. They'll be it'll be total and utter chaos. And uh, you know they're a group of players that have played together for a long time. Um, you know, uh, Chicharito's probably on his last World Cup here. Uh, his last swan song. I I see them just maybe having enough. You know, I appreciate Sweden put Italy out, but per Italy side if we're if we're really honest. Um, but I just fancy just fancy Mexico to pip them. Um, South Korea, who knows what we're going to get with them? They could be a surprise package. They could could be whipping boys. Um, you know, the, certainly they have a few more high profile players now than the, than they did even during their own World Cup. Germany are top in the groups, nine points. You just can't see anything other than that. But as I say, the fight for 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 the second place in this one's interesting as well. Um, but I I hope I hope it's it's Mexico to go through. Yeah, I'd go along with that. Germany and um, and Mexico to go. Through, like you say, they've got that, that threat of her, Javier Hernandez up front, haven't they? And Sweden, I don't know too much about them, but from, from when they've played England and what have you over the years, they haven't they haven't impressed a great deal. I just think Mexico will have that little bit more flair and a little bit more more creativity to, to see them finish running behind Germany. Okay, Group G, this is the group of um, our native country, myself and Jay, England. We've also got Belgium. Panama and Tunisia. Jay, going to start off with you. Who tops this group, Jay? Uh, and who comes second? I think Belgium are obviously favourites for the group because they've got a fantastic squad. But what you've got to appreciate as well is that a lot of them players actually play in the Premier League. So it's going to be a very interesting game when England play Belgium because it's the last game of the group. And obviously this yeah. England are going to know a lot about this, this Belgian team because... You know, a lot of them are the teammates, aren't they? And they play against each other week in, week out in the Premier League. So it's going to be very intriguing, really. And you've got to say that Belgium have probably got a, a bit of a better squad. You know, when you, you, you weigh it all up, like Belgium have got Lukaku, who scores goals up front, but England have got Harry Kane. But then when you look at the actual quality that Belgium have got in the middle of the park in terms of creativity with Hazard and De Bruyne, England haven't really got that, have they? I mean, they've got Sterling, who's in and out. He's, he can be brilliant one minute, but then awful the next. Um, Deli Ali, I thought he had quite a poor season at Tottenham. thought he got found out a little bit. His stats were still quite good. He didn't score as many goals as he did the previous season. And I think teams got on to him a little bit more. So I wouldn't say he's very creative either. His link play is quite good with Harry Kane, but he's not actually a creative spark the same way as what De Bruyne or Hazard is so on that basis they've probably got that little bit of extra quality than England they also don't tend to concede many goals you know, they've got a good couple of defensive players haven't they Alder and Alvatongan obviously partners at Tottenham 
um, also company as well. So they're quite solid centre half. You know, the centre half is solid, aren't they? Um, in goal, I've got Courtois, who again had quite a poor season at Chelsea, but we all know how good a goalkeeper he can be. Um, I was surprised he left Nangalon out of the, the World Cup squad because I thought he was Roma's best player against Liverpool over the two legs in the semi final. So that was a little bit of a shock. They've got the dog Fellaini, Avni, and Witzel. They're like a pair of twins, aren't they? You know, a pair of cactus trees in the middle of the park. And you know, not the most mobile, not the best, but quite effective, aren't they? And certainly effective from set pieces as well. So they've also got Mertens, haven't they? So I think on that basis, the squad's a little bit stronger than England. So you probably will top the group. England will come second, there's no doubt about that. I think Panama, quite possibly the worst team in the World Cup or the worst, the lowest ranked team anyway, or one of them. I can't see them even scoring a goal, let alone getting a point. Um, I don't think Tunisia are, are, are easy pushovers, though. They played a friendly recently against Spain, and it took Spain 80 minutes before they broke them down. Guiago Aspas got the winner, and it was heading towards a 0-0 draw. So they're obviously quite defensive, aren't they? And it might be tough for England to break them down on Monday night. They'll have to be patient. Hopefully, if they get one, they might get another and it'll be easy for them. But I do think it could be quite tight. And it's vitally important that England get off to a flyer and get three points because, like I say, you want it to be all systems go for that game against Belgium to see who will top the group at the last game. So, you know, I think they'll be the two that get through. There's no problems with that. And, um, like I say, the other two are quite poor, aren't they, in the group? Yeah, so it's uh, it's Belgium and England to progress for you. Yeah, Dave and um, Dave, sorry, do you want to give us your your take on it? I just have terrible sympathy for the England players. They're in a hiding to nothing. The press will devour them no matter what they do. And and you know they're almost beat before they go in. You feel, um, you know, with England, there's going to be a disaster somewhere down the line. It's just how big the disaster is. But no matter about that. I, I can't see anything other than Belgium and, and England progressing from the group, to be honest with you. Um, you know, like, love him or hate him. Um, I, he may not be one of my favourite people, Harry Kane, but there's no doubting what he does on the pitch. He puts the ball in the net. And any team with, with that in their in their squad going into, into a World Cup, who does it with the frequency that, that, that Harry Kane does, with players like Sterling, Deli Ali running around him, you know he's going to be the service is going to be pretty good for him. So there's there's no excuse for them England not topping or coming second in the group at all. Belgium are a decent outfit. I'm not sure about uh, Martinez as the manager. I'm not I'm not not sure about that. I'll be interesting to see how they go on. But certainly with the likes of Kevin De Bruyne uh, pulling the strings there, you know there's 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 a real good squad there of players as the guy said. You know Vincent Company's made a glass these days but if they, if you can get two or three games out of him in this tournament and he excels well job done really um the, the other two you know like as as was said Tunisia put up a great fight against Spain but you know those are friendlies these are these are full on blood this is the world cup um for me there's there's just no other uh, version of events other than than England and Belgium and I, and I think Belgium will probably beat England but those two by far, Pete, are, are far and away the best in the group. Excellent. Cheers, Dave. Right. Okay. Um, just just going to push things on, along because uh, I've got about 15, 20 minutes before I'll have to uh, wrap this up. So I'm going to push on to Group H. So I'll start off with you, Ian, because you didn't give us a on that last, um, that last group. Group H, Poland, Senegal, Colombia and Japan. What's your top two, please, Ian? Yeah, that's a tight group. I actually like the look of Group H. It's a... Uh... It'll be a bit more of a competitive group than, than some of the other ones. Poland have Lewandowski up front. Played quite well in the last Euros. Uh, they're a solid team. These big tournaments is always about having a striker who can score goals. And If you have a striker that can score goals, you're always going to be there or thereabouts. Um, could be a bit of a dark horse tournament because you look at that group and they could they could go through top of that group if they played to the maximum of their ability. So they could get a good draw in the next round. I think one of them teams are, are quite solid and no one wants to play them really, but it's one of them groups when you look on paper, if you didn't know which seed was which, it would be kind of hard for you to guess. Colombia again, another good solid team, um, good striking options with Falcao. I think he missed the last tournament, I think he got injured right in the eve of the last World Cup. Um, and they've Luis Muriel up front as well, and then obviously Carlos Baca, so they have a good team. Um, 
you wouldn't put it past James Rodriguez putting another one into the top bag like he did in the last World Cup. And then Senegal, well, they've got Sadio, don't they? Um, they could be a bit of a dark horse for that group as well. Um, Pace, there's always an African team that does well in these big in the World Cup and wouldn't put it past Senegal either. Um, if I had to go out on a limb, probably going to go for Poland and Colombia as, as the top two, but it's it's really open, that group. I think any of them could really... I know I'm ignoring Japan, sort of, but they don't have, have that much about them, but they're always a good football nation and they're a solid side, so they're not playing anyone of massive quality there. Um, so it'll be a tight group and it'll be It'll be a good one to watch. Um, but I, if I had to go for a push, it's Poland and Colombia is, is the two going through in that group. Poland and Colombia for you, Ian. Okay, Jay, what's your top two? What, you, what have you done in your work prediction there, please, Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think um, Poland and Colombia are probably the, the two standouts in the group. You know, like I say, with, with Poland, they're a nearby country, are to Russia as well. I'm sure they'll have a, a lot of fans over there and, you know, they've got Lewandowski up front who scores goals for fun. It's not quite pl- as playing for Bayern Munich or when he played for Borussia Dortmund in terms of the supply that he's got. But, you know, he's still like Zielinski, a good player who were tracking a few years ago. Um, he, he's, he's been able to supply him a little bit and obviously they've done well in the qualifiers as well. So, for me, I think Poland probably topped the group in all honesty. Um, but I'm not too sure how good Colombia are, I think. You know, Dave will know a little bit more about that being, you know, obviously the South American side of things. But, you know, Colombia do tend to play good football. They've got James Rodriguez, haven't he? So he's their star man. He's the standout player. Don't know an awful lot about the rest of them. But, you know, like I say, I think they're the two that stand out in that group. And I'd say both of them would get through it. Cheers, Jay. OK, Dave, do you want to go next? Well, Colombia, um, again, like like Argentina, like Argentina, you know, qualified on the last match day down here. Um, there was it was a, like a lottery here. The, the last match day it was it was fantastic, but the difference between them and Peru really are, you know, as I said, James Rodriguez loves the World Cup. Um, he seems to excel on this stage, so that's mouth-watering enough. But Colombia have a lovely mixture of, of youth as well. It's a very young side. You know, Yerry Mina, obviously, will be in there. Um, he's a player, I'm sure, they will start uh, making headlines at Barca sooner rather than later. Um, you know, and as I say, quick, uh, good passing uh, side. They'll, they'll pass their way through you. So, for me, I can see Colombia actually winning this group uh, above Poland. And I base that on Poland showing at, at the 2016 Euros when I didn't think that they pulled up many trees in that tournament. Uh, and, you know, taking it, setting aside how good Landowski is, uh, the rest I don't think are, are, are as good as that. And I think Colombia as a team, as 11 players on the pitch, play for each other in a, in a, in a better way. And, and for that, I can see them... Um, top in this group also what it means for the country again the whole south american thing um you, you know like their economies are in the toilet but hey it's the world cup you know we're, we're something to be happy about it's something to cling on to it's a dream and you know the the, the message they'll get from home and whatnot will be a frenzy of support so again i i, I don't even know I, I i tend to go with ian on this one as well as senegal there there is always an african team that does something at the world cup and i have a feeling that he may be right, and and taking putting aside my my Sadio Mane uh, bias for a second, you know I I hope it's them, um, because ultimately the World Cup for me needs the dark horse come through. It needs these emerging nations. You know Japan year on year have have produced better and better teams. They are improving. There's no doubt about it. Every World Cup they go to, they improve, but they're still short of, of probably what's required for the second stage. So I'm going to stick my neck out here and I'm going to go Colombia to top the group and Senegal to be second. Yeah, spot on. Cheers, Dave. Right, so that's the group stages all wrapped. What I'm going to do now, I'll just get a, a prediction for your individual uh, winner and a prediction for your top goal scorer. Starting off with you, Ian, give us your, your thoughts on the, the World Cup. Who's your thoughts on the World Cup winner and golden boot, please? Winner, I'm going to go with Germany. Um, I just think they have the big tournament experience and the players that are used to it. Um, I don't think they really need one player to play particularly well for them to win the tournament, if that makes sense. Um, they're more of a sum of all parts. I think you see Brazil romp the early stages. I'm going to go for Neymar to be top goal scorer, but Germany to win the overall trophy. 
Germany and Neymar for you, Ian. Go on, Dave. What's uh, what's your prediction for the for the winners and golden boot, please? Well, for the golden boot, as I'll say this through graded teeth, Neymar. I have to agree with Ian. Um, if he can get through the tournament, as I say, I have a, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I say he's not my favourite player in the world. I just don't like the personality of the guy. But for this, Brazil needs to win this. Um, you know, I, I live here. It's a slightly odd comment to make, but. Brazil need to win this World Cup. That that seven one, uh, what what football means down here is is very very different than what it is in Europe. Like it's it's above life or death at times, especially World Cups. They need to win this World Cup, and I, and I think if if they don't reach a semi final, I don't want to be here. Um, and that, that that's how bad it is. I I can't see beyond them at the minute. Cheech has come in from Dunga, and taken over, and he plays a wonderful brand. It's it's almost like. A subdued uh, Jurgen Klopp. It's the same mentality without the big personality. Cheech is a very quiet man, very subdued man. You know, when he has something to say, you listen. Um, I, I'm highly impressed with him, and I think, you know, look, Germany are a really, really, really good side, and they deserve to be joint favourites. But as I say, my heart just tells me it's Brazil this time, and sadly, it's, it's Neymar's top scorer. If that's the case. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Dave. Okay, uh, Jay, give us your thoughts on uh, the winners of the World Cup and top goal scorer, Golden Boot, please. Well, I'm going to be a bit different to the other lads. I mean, for, a, for quite a while now, I've had it in my mind about Spain. Um, the reason being, I think the reason why I backed them, I put £40 on them at 15-2 to two a couple of months ago after a friendly. I know it's only a friendly game, but they beat Argentina. I think it was 6-1 in a friendly and I just thought that night, you know what, they could win that World Cup because if you look at their group of players, they've got the squad that they've got. They've got a nice blend. They've got the experienced players of Irini Estes, David Silva, Busquets, Ramos, Piquet. You know, the names just roll off the tongue, cost of the front. And then they've also got, like, probably got the best keeper in the world, Avni and David Zahaya, say it through gritted teeth because he's a Manchester United player. He's probably the best goalkeeper in the world. And then you look at, obviously, they've got Albert as well, haven't they? The, the left-back, Carvajal, the right-back. Um, you know, all the other quality footballers like Koke, young kids like Asensio and Velasquez. You know, the only one area that I would say could be a little bit of an issue is if Diego Costa got injured or got suspended for a game or two because we all know what he's like. He's a bit of a liability disciplinary-wise, albeit he doesn't get sent off very often. But would you put it past them getting sent off in a World Cup game? It's it's always a possibility. On that basis, I just think they've got the squad that's equipped to do it, though. Um, for me, they're the ones that have back to win it. I know they've had all the upheaval now, changing a manager on the eve of the competition, which is not ideal preparation. But as I said before, I do think sometimes there's a story behind the winner of the World Cup, and maybe this is it. You know, Fernando Hierro taking over at the competition limited time to work with these players and then all of a sudden you know they pull together and they win the World Cup and you know the, the, all of that group of players they're all winners aren't they, they a lot of them play for like your Real Madrid's and your Barcelona's so you take success with the club sides but they've also tasted success in the past with Spain with the national team so for me they're my team that, that I've backed to do it in terms of top goal scorer I've gone for Antoine Griezmann and my reasoning behind that is I don't think France will get to the final but I do get to the semi-final so he's probably going to play about six games I think that might be enough when you look at the group stages they've got Australia in the first game they've also got Peru and Denmark which we touched on before won't be easy games but I just think that he, he could score six, six or seven goals myself in the tournament and that might just be enough. I take on board what the lads are saying about Neymar. He's the obvious one, isn't he? I think they're both joint favourites to be top goal scorer, to be honest. And Brazil, I do think Brazil will get to the final against Spain. So on that basis, Neymar could very well be the, the one that the fly in the ointments, if you like, in terms of my tip and my bet doing Griezmann. But he's the man that I've said all along, so I've got to stick with it. And I've put my money where my mouth is. So for me, the World Cup winners of Spain... And the top goal scorer is going to be Antoine Griezmann. Excellent, cheers, Jay. Yeah, and just just my own thoughts on it. I was I was torn myself between Griezmann 
Eastman and um, I was also having a little look at Lukaku as well. I've, I've got the prices in front of me. Obviously, Neymar and Estelle favourites at 11 to 1. You've got Griezmann just behind them in 12s. Timo Werner, 16. Gabriel Jesus, 16. Harry Kane, 17. Lukaku, interesting at 18 to 1. Cristiano Ronaldo, also 18 to 1. But one that sticks out for me um, is Kylian Mbappe for France. Again, like Jay said, could go, could go far and should progress pretty easily. So 33 to 1 for him. Um, something that I'd look at and he, he's going to be my tip, top scorer Killian Mbappe and I'm going to I'm going to stick with what I thought originally with with the Argentina squad going to do well in this tournament I think with them um, obviously you say about the defence and the goalkeeper uh, being a little bit special but I just think in these sort of tournaments they they become a little bit more more solid at times when they need to be and, and a, a lot more attacking when they need to be and with that that strike four that they've got in the, the midfield behind them. I just think they're, they're set up to win this World Cup. So for me, it's going to be Argentina and Kylian Mbappe as the top goal scorer. Right, just before we go, lads, we're going to. Uh, I've got some music to, to play. It, obviously, you don't have to uh, listen to the music. It's going to be put into the podcast um, later on. It's from our old mate, Dave Mel. Um, out in the US, he's, he's been producing lots of music. Been into them today because I thought you was coming on. We haven't had um, music on for a while. Let's get something off Mel's. Unfortunately, he's had um, he's had an artist in. He's, he's done a full album which he sent over to me, and uh, I've picked one song out of his out of his album that he's he's done. Um, the artist is called SOG. Goes by the name of Soldier of God. He's a rapper out in um, in the US and the song I'm going to play for you is called All For Love featuring M. Pathé The good times roll before we hit a roadblock The vibe shifts, the love stiff like a cold rock the cold stairs cut the heart like a shogun with a swarm. My souls are frozen, but I fight like you, my last token. Even though vows by my hands are broken, we fight like it's a cold war. Cause even the priceless moments feel stolen. Forgive this, I'm reaching from your heart. I'm hoping to attack many harmful words are spoken. The smoke of hatred got us both choking. When the flame dies, we stand firm, but we're not heroic. I'm chasing waterfalls left eye. Even though I'm the cause, I catch the tears from your eyes. I can't lie, the buttons that you push, I despise. And that times, when your attitude flares, I wanna cut ties. Red fog, I can't seem to hang it up. It's all enough, cause we do this all for love. When I miss her call, I hit her right back. Even when she leaves, she coming right back. Even when we fight, I just can fight back It's all or nothing, cause we do this all for love When I miss her call, I hit her right back Even when she leaves, she coming right back Even when we fight, I just can fight back It's all or nothing, cause we do this all for love Holding back emotions to the point that I explode When I say I love you, it suddenly leaves your heart exposed Feelings in my heart erupt I lose all control The battles we face head on We go toe to toe With each jab We fighting to stay alive With each day the love dies By God's grace I love Gains a breath of life You call my phone Just to hit my voice again When I miss your call I hit you back To secure the thoughts within See love is potent It can either build you or kill you Based upon the ingredients Each person tend to use I chef it up So I add God as our base On the foundation of our relationship is that sweetest cake Our worlds collide in this galaxy we create No Samsung, even though we foul up We take our best shot and one Marriage is a union that shouldn't break It takes work cause it ain't As simple as the pastry you bake We can't go back on the promises we vowed that day Even when you wanna leave your faith in love Makes you wanna stay So I put it all on the line until God takes me away Jesus, you and our son is what brightens my day God made the perfect match as we all went other side we made a mistake, we showing them how strong we are It's all or nothing, cause we do this all for love When I miss her call, I hit her right back Even when she leaves, she coming right back 
even when we fight, I just can't fight back. It's all or nothing, cause we do this all for love. When I miss her call, I hit her right back. Even when she leaves, she coming right back. Even when we fight, I just can't fight back. It's all or nothing, cause we do this all for love. So that's the Cop Table World Cup preview all done. Thanks very much, Jay, Ian, and Dave, for your time. Hope you enjoyed the show, lads. Yeah, nice Cheers, one, man. Pete. Pleasure. Thanks for that, boys. Excellent stuff. Thanks very much. So, yeah, hope everybody enjoys the World Cup and we'll be back with our Premier League preview at the start of the Premier League season. Thanks, everybody, for listening and goodbye. <laughs>